Welcome to our special BristolCon episode of Stories in Print here at Impossible Podcasts. I'm Kerr Woodbridge and I journeyed to the appropriately named BristolCon. Along the way, I spoke to some of the authors, fans and organisers attending the event. Here's what happened that day. So here I am, it's Saturday morning, 20th October, and I'm at Cardiff Central Station ready to get the train over to Bristol for none other than BristolCon. This is my first experience of a science fiction and fantasy convention, believe it or not, um, although I have been to quite a few fairly geekery uh, occurrences before, such as an academic conference on Doctor Who and an academic conference on children's literature, uh, which sort of overlap slightly. And I'm thinking that perhaps the experience won't be a million miles away, although it'll be interesting to see just the differences in approach when people come to the same kind of material from the perspective of fans as opposed to academics, although there's many people who are both fans and academics, uh, of which I'd sort of count myself one. Anyway, the train's coming, so I better get ready. So I've arrived in Bristol, and here I am, just coming out of Temple Mead Station and on my way to find the hotel. I've not really been to Bristol much. It tends to be a place I pass through rather than go to. In terms of science fiction and fantasy, I guess uh, one of the best-known things recently to be set here was being human before it moved across to Barry Diana Wynne-Jones, who we had our roundtable discussion of recently, was uh, lived in Bristol, I believe, and some of her books, such as Fire and Hemlock, widely regarded as one of her best, set around the city. Yeah, so it's certainly got some uh, sci-fi and fantasy associations to it. Just to note that I'm using a variety of sound recording equipment from our usual blue snowball through to my smartphone and dictaphone so if the audio quality is a bit variable that would be the reason why hello thank you for talking to me this is uh, joe and you are one of the organizers of the convention um, so uh, how are you involved in this and how long have you been doing this? I'm the chair. I've been the chair for, well, since it started really, so for the last four years. I was, what happened was I was in the pub with my friend Colin and we were bemoaning the fact that there were no conventions in Bristol. And after several beers, we decided it would be a good idea to do one. And then Colin went, okay, great, but I'm really busy because I've got this fantastic book deal with Angry Robots, so here you go, you could do it. <laughs> and I said, oh, okay. <laughs> and the first year we had 60 people and it went, we ran for an afternoon. Mm. And then the, by the following year we had 110 and we've moved to a bigger hotel and it's just, it's increased year on year ever since. Excellent. So what have been the things you've been most uh, proud of in seeing it develop? I've been really pleased to see it grow the way it has. It's grown every year. And I think the thing that I'm most proud of is the fact that people keep coming back 
and they keep bringing their friends with them who haven't been before and then afterwards people say wow yeah that was really nice it was really friendly I wasn't expecting that so I think being able to maintain a sort of intimate friendly atmosphere while at the same time increasing in size every year is is a bit of a is a bit of a juggling feat so I'm really pleased with yeah. how we've managed to always achieve that so I hope we can stay like that. <laughs> this is my first convention as <laughs> such so and I'm having a really good time but for someone who's perhaps uh, a reader uh, but hasn't been long to one of these events before what would you say to them to lure them in? Oh what would I say to lure them in? I would probably start off by saying first of all that it's not particularly a dressing up convention it is more of a literary con so it's it's readers and writers and can come and give it a go it's very friendly it's very relaxed uh, we haven't got a green room we haven't got any division between the you know the stars if you like and the public so you can come in you can have a beer with you know Alistair Reynolds or Joe Abercrombie or whoever in the bar uh, it's very very chilled out and it, yeah, it's very friendly and I, if you haven't been to a science fiction convention before you may have some sort of preconceived ideas about what it's like and I, I don't think that we fit into those preconceived ideas I think we're a lot more chilled out it's a good laugh <laughs> yes yeah and are you able to pick out any favorite memories yes uh, there's some brilliant ones I remember the very first year and Colin did a reading from Winter Song which had just come out and there were probably about 20 of us and we just sat around on big cushions on the floor and he did a probably did a five minute reading and then we just nattered for 20 minutes about writing stuff so the the things that I remember as being really great are not the things that were planned or scripted they're the things that kind of grew spontaneously uh, year before last we were supposed to be doing a panel about writing fight scenes and I didn't realize until five minutes before the panel started that they weren't going to talk about writing fight scenes they were going to act out fight scenes <laughs> and it wasn't until I saw Juliet McKenna and John, John Meany limbering up in the corridor that I suddenly thought there's something going on here and then they started getting crash mats out and then they started throwing Joe Abercrombie around like a rag doll. <laughs> and as his head bounced off the crash mat, I thought, oh my God, we went short. <laughs> but that was brilliant. And that was just, you could see like the Twitter feed just exploded. People going, oh my God, this is the best thing ever. So that was, that was a real highlight. And that was something that I was completely not expecting because I thought they were going to behave themselves. And obviously not. <laughs> so thank you very much. For thank you for having me. Okay, so uh, here at Bristol Con, and we've bumped into Philip Reeve, who did such a wonderful interview with us before, and it's very nice to bump into him and to meet him in the flesh. So, hello, Philip Reeve. Hello. Uh, good to see you again. Well, good to see you for the first time, <laughs> in fact. Yes. <laughs> Uh, it's strange, um, knowing um, everybody kind of off Twitter and Facebook, mm. as one does these days, coming here and meeting them all actually wandering around in real life. It's like having lots of lots of people's Twitter avatars suddenly thrown at you. It's <laughs> strange. Yes. So you've been doing uh, coming to these kind of events for a while, have you? Not really, no. I came to BristolCon last year, and that was my first convention since I was... When I was in my teens, I used to go to the sci-fi... The uh, EasterCon used to happen in Brighton from time to time, oh, where right. I lived so I'd go down to that a couple of times 
Um, and then since then, nothing at all until okay. last year's Bristol Con, uh, which was great. It was, it was mm. it's a really nice little convention. It's a good size. It's very friendly. And, um, and yes, so I'm back for more. Excellent. And so uh, what, what, what's the uh, appeal as a, as a writer of coming to events like this? I don't, I, you know, I don't know if there is a particular appeal as a writer rather than as a, as a reader. It's, uh, it's just nice to be in a... You know, in a yeah. place with a lot of like-minded people who are all interested in similar kinds of things and talking mm. with them about them. Yeah. Um, so I think one of the nice things about them, and I remember this as a teenager as well, going to these old um, Easter cons back in the 80s, um, is that it's quite democratic. You know, you, you, I, I would sort of wander in as a kind of spotty 14-year-old and find myself talking to Brian Aldiss or somebody in mm. the bar. And it was very, there wasn't really a kind of demarcation between, between the kind of the great writers and the little would-be writers mm. and just the readers. It's, it's a very um, friendly kind of uh, um, classless sort mm. of setup, I think. Yes. Th- this is the impression I have of it, and, and I like that. So I don't really come here as a writer. I don't feel yeah. this is kind of work. I'm not, I'm not really here um, on business. I'm, I'm kind of here to enjoy myself, mm. really. Though, you know, if I can flog a couple of books as well, <laughs> that would be nice, because it will pay for my train fare up. Yes, and uh, you, I think since we interviewed you, you've been uh, nominated for the Roald Dahl Award for Goblin. The so Roald Dahl Funny Prize, yes, Funny yes, Prize. which is um, which is which is good. It's um, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's yes. it's nice because I've always sort of thought I was basically writing kind of comedy. And there's quite mm. a lot of jokes in in most of the books, in more yes. and things. It's although it's you know it has its serious kind of tragic arc. It's um, it's basically full of full of crappy jokes so, um, <laughs> so it's nice to be kind of recognised as a humorist yeah. at last that's no good. that's certainly something I've appreciated about the books good, is good. the yeah. uh, humour and often with the Mortal Engines ones just the uh, fun jokes of um, misremembered bits of the past that's right yes, yes like that's, that. that's, never, that's always it's, funny it's, that's always good for a cheap gag yeah it's, it's good, good fun yeah no and uh, Goblins is a, a lot of lots of fun thank you it's a bit yeah the humour's a bit broader in Goblins yeah. it's more sort of poo and bottoms and but um, you know there's both that and some uh, jokes on the fantasy, fantasy genre. I suppose so. It's, it's, quite, it's quite an affection. It's, well, I never, I never imagined I would write a fantasy book. I, I, mm. I just didn't see any way into it. And then when I started doing a, a comedy one, um, that kind of that kind of gave me an excuse to write it. And then yeah. writing it as somehow to make the comedy work, all the kind of all the things that I used to love about fantasy when I was a teenager or a child, and they all kind of came slowly creeping back in by the back door. So that was quite nice. It was a way of yeah. rediscovering the magic through, yes. through the medium of, of poo jokes. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Okay. It's lovely to Thanks, speak guys. to you again. Have a, have a good convention. Thank you. The main programme for the convention is based around panel discussions by authors, critics and fans of all sorts of topics. I went along to Colonising the Solar System, Netiquette for Writers, Battle of the Books, and Apocalypses, How Many Ways Can We Destroy the Planet? Here are a few highlights. Ladies and gentlemen, get ready for a fight. Is colonisation of the solar system actually feasible? I have the ray gun to shoot anybody who misbehaves. The issue for me is the economics of space travel just within the near solar system. Now I'm not quite sure whether she's supposed to be called McGrath garlic or Magrat garlic. Classic science fiction had it right in that orbit first and then the planets after. Oh done Janet, I'm impressed. <laughs> How do you see us dwelling then in orbit? Well naturally big spinning wheels because they're cool. <laughs> Therefore, I have to rubbish the other book. 
And so just the amount of techno technology we are carrying around with us now is quite staggering to a generation ago. You're not nibbling around the edges of the singularity there, are you, Dave? <laughs> uh, without realising it, I think I just did, didn't I? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> But he's really clever, and I'm from Yorkshire. John Scalzi sticking a picture of his cat with bacon sellotape to it. So first thing I need to do is get a dog. <laughs> yes, mud wrestling would be fun. Sadly, the hotel would not allow us to import a pit full of mud in order to do it. But we'll work on Health them for next safety year. Gone the organisers were kind enough to allow me to record uh, some of those paddles. You could already listen to the Apocalypses one as a podcast episode on impossiblepodcast.com. And I hope to get the rest up shortly. As well as listening to the panels and meeting authors, the convention was, of course, uh, a chance to meet and chat with other fans. I asked a few uh, fellow attendees what had brought them along to BristolCon. Uh, what, what brought you along today, Chris? Um, well, I, I, I found out about this uh, a couple of years ago through a Facebook group. And, uh, and through that, found out there's a, there's a couple of authors that I, I really like, and it's on my doorstep. And it's, it's just a really good place to come and see, you know, see new things as well. Hear about new, uh, new authors, new books that I might not necessarily have discovered. But. So which authors uh, did you come along? Um, first time I came to there was um, Alistair Reynolds and uh, Joe Abercrombie. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, they, they were the first one I came to and uh, I've read uh, most of both their stuffs. Mm. Yeah, and, um, yeah, and there's um, sort of a lot of local writers that have since uh, in, you know, read a few bits and pieces mm. as well. Uh, who, uh, who have you discovered through coming here? I, I did, it was um, Gareth Powell. Um, I've also read the uh, the Future Bristol, which is a sort of um, short story collection that came out. That was pretty good. And um, sort of, you know, the late Colin Harvey as well. I've read mm. a couple of his as well. So you'd recommend the event then? Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, it's, there's there's a lot going on. It's, um, it's I think it's getting kind of more established. So and it, you know, as it is, so there's, there's more. It's quite a diverse sort of um, set of panels and yeah, you know, things to come along and see. Cool, great. So uh, what, what 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 panels have you been to today? Um, I I got here a bit late actually, but I uh, I okay. went to the uh, the toilets in space. <laughs> uh, it's a great title, that. Yeah. Um, and a uh, couple of the readings, mm. and uh, the I think uh, I've got to find out what's on the program. But the uh, the Battle of the Books, I think, will probably be the next one to go to. Um, cool. Well, thank you very much for talking to me. <laughs> okay. Uh, Hi, I'm Willow. Amanda. I'm Alan. And I'm Mike, one of the panellists. So, how are you finding the day so far? What have you been been along to this morning, been up to? Um, it's been really good. I went to two panels, the one about toilets in space, which was very interesting. Lots of intriguing theories and scary theories, <laughs> namely teleportation of stuff <laughs> <laughs> yeah and are there any particular authors you're um, a fan of here to see today that are actually here actually no mostly because I haven't heard of a lot of them <laughs> so I haven't read them so yeah. uh, but I'm sure I will be fan by next year yeah 
so hoping to discover some new exactly. how about you um, I'm finding the day really enjoyable uh, we went to conalizing the solar system oh yeah I went to that yeah that was, was really cool. interesting about all the different theories and umpteen possible ways of colonizing space mm. very good uh, you won the panel I was on that panel yes and I didn't bribe her to say that. it genuinely <laughs> no, no, was no, no. a very interesting panel or even if we did admittedly agree that we probably wouldn't be colonizing the solar system it was still interesting to hear everyone's different viewpoints get across mm. it's been a really good convention so far we're at least sort of around about 50 people up on the size we were last year yeah. and everyone's bouncing around enjoying themselves so I think it's a good sign yeah. I also went to uh, listen to the panel on colonizing space and found it very interesting about the amount of space junk that is actually floating around Earth at the moment. Yeah, so the... it's mind-boggling when you think about it. Mm. I, I hadn't realised there was this whole danger of creating a sort of cage thing, for, which is a rather alarming possibility. So you need a giant space, uh, giant space. Vac- vacuum cleaner. Giant, you know, it's already a vacuum. So how that? net thing maybe I don't know <laughs> for all the ones the bits of metal that actually are magnetic ma- magnetic <laughs> yeah. how do you make a vacuum cleaner that works in the vacuum yeah. of course remembering that all the stuff it's trying to catch will be flying at it at thousands of kilometres an hour so if it catches them it will probably fall apart and make more space junk yeah. <laughs> hey. I've got a solution all you need is one of these giant vacuum cleaners like in space balls <laughs> and if you've ever seen space balls if you have you know what I mean Okay, cool. So what are you uh, heading to this afternoon? That's a very good question. Everyone looks at their programs. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, there's two things on at the same time. That's, that's a uh, trouble. Which is good, really, if you're torn between things, you know. Well, I know I'm heading to the Battle of the Books because that's I went to it last year. Yes. And that was pretty fantastic then. Followed by that, I'm on the panel for Apocalypses. Oh, I'm yeah. going to join my gloomy thread of the day and tell everyone how they're all going to die before we colonise the Yes, that would be rather interesting to watch. So, nice upbeat. Nice upbeat convention this year, absolutely. Doom and gloom from the beginning to the end. Oh yeah. I'm also quite interested in the uh, the art panel. So, um, quite interesting to see what all of the artists are used to. Great. Okay. Well, thank you very much for uh, speaking to me and keep an eye on ImpossiblePodcast.com. Don't forget to listen to the Apocalypse's panel already up on impossiblepodcast.com and keep an ear out for the other panels that I recorded. How not to make a twit of yourself as an author. Is colonization of the solar system feasible? And of course, Battle of the Books. I'll get those up over the next few days or weeks, hopefully. And big thanks once again to Joanne Hall and the other BristolCon organisers and all the panellists, authors and fans uh, who took part in the podcast. Thank you very much. You've been listening to The Impossible Podcast. For more science fiction and fantasy reviews and discussions, please visit our website, impossiblepodcasts.com or search for us on iTunes. We'd love to hear from you. Please Follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, or email us via impossiblepodcasts at gmail.com. Thanks for listening! <laughs>